and welcome back to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. I'm Jenna. And I'm Mark. Thank you all for tuning in today. It's just Jenna and I here recording and talking. And we're here to celebrate the big birthday we just had. Whose birthday was it, Jenna? Fritz just had his first birthday on August 3rd. So it's about, well, it's Monday. We celebrated last Thursday when this comes out. It'll be about a week since his first birthday. And the zoo made it a huge deal. Yeah, it was so much fun. There were events going on, not just in Hippo Cove, but across the zoo we had stuff going on. It was a really good time. Fritz seemed to enjoy himself, right? He had I a think good birthday. So. Yeah, <laughs> I had the best day ever. <laughs> we had so many fun things to do. It's funny because we don't always go all out like zoo-wide birthday parties for all of our animals. Mm -hmm. It's hard. There's so many animals, you can't do it for every animal. And it's hard to pick and choose, and I know that's kind of a point of contention sometimes, but... Fritz deserved it, right? I like to I think mean, he did. <laughs> right. Like, you know, people ask, would he be as popular if he weren't Fiona's brother? And mm -hmm. that's hard to say. Obviously, Fiona has drawn a huge crowd of hippo lovers that never existed before her. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, and so, had she not been here and Fritz were born, I'm sure everyone would love the cute little baby hippo. But I don't know if he would be, like, quite as popular, yeah, right? Quite, like, maybe in not. general. I think, like, locally, he'd probably be just as popular. He might just not have the quite the reach that he has, because our social media department does have quite a big following and a big reach because of Fiona. But yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, probably. Obviously, we think he was deserving of this yes. big party, but it is hard <laughs> when not all of the animals get this, because truly the entire zoo celebrated. You know, animals like the lions, the red pandas, all throughout the zoo were like celebrating with watermelon-themed enrichment mm -hmm. because Fritz was born on August 3rd, which is National Watermelon Day, which is just too perfect because hippos, as everyone knows, love watermelons, yeah. and everyone loves to watch them eat watermelons. And he's still kind of the shape of a giant watermelon, <laughs> so it kind of fits. He definitely is. So he had a theme of one in a melon instead mm -hmm. of one in a million. Um, very cute. Everything was watermelon-themed all over the zoo. There was even an incredible watermelon carver. I think he typically does pumpkins. But um, I think his Instagram was like Wicked Designs something. I should have looked that up before this, but he was so good. Oh my, his designs were incredible. He did a BB watermelon, a Tucker, a Fiona, a Fritz. And it was like almost photorealistic. It was incredible oh the my work gosh. that he did. Yes, his carvings were like better than a lot of the drawings. Well, 10 times better than a lot of the drawings that aren't trying to be realistic, yeah. right? Like they were so good. It's um, wicked underscore designs underscore carving. If you guys want to check it out. Uh, the zoo posted a bunch of these too, but the watermelons yeah. were amazing. I think he does like pumpkins and things. Um, it was so to the point where they look so nice. Like I was afraid to like touch them. I didn't want to feed them out to any animals or like we shouldn't eat them because they look so nice. I don't know what actually <laughs> would happen to those. They mentioned giving them to the elephants. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know where those went. They were so pretty. I wouldn't have wanted to destroy them. They should be framed. Like, is there any way you can keep them from Preserved from rotting somehow. and decomposing? Like, we'll just have to have them back. Um, so we had the watermelon carvings that people could watch as he did them, and they were like displayed throughout the day. We had, I think it's called Cardier Yard, came and put all of these like little not flags. What would you call those? They're like cardboard designs. Like Fritz's one yeah. and like cutouts of Fritz's face and watermelons and like party 
It's like one of those like yard stamp kind of things. Like yeah. the, you put them in your yard when you have like, like a graduate a or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, you always see them for graduation time. But yeah, we had Fritz ones. We had a couple different areas. Yeah, where they were, there were the entryway to the Africa habitat. There was a really big one in Vine Street Village that made for a great photo op. I saw tons of people posing yes. in front for the day. Yeah, so many photo ops. Let's see. There's watermelon Dole Whip. There's even a special cocktail for Fritz. I mean. Watermelon hippo themed. I, I forget what it was called. We didn't get to try that. I missed that, that one. I'll say. I, I guess that's when you're working. I guess <laughs> right? you can't partake. But and then like uh, watermelon candy. So it was a really fun time. Yeah. And then of course we had all sorts of things. We did a hippo breakfast that morning that um, kept me really busy with lots of talking. Uh, the news wanted to hear about Fritz, so we did interviews. And then of course our Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, and since the theme was one in a melon, we of course had a watermelon themed cake that our nutritionist Barbara Henry and uh, her intern helped us make, and it looked really nice, and we gave them real watermelon, which was a huge hit. Uh, ice cakes always look amazing, but the animals, well, at least the hippos, sometimes yeah. are like, this is too cold, or like, I'll wait for it to melt in the pool before they go for yeah, it. Yeah, they just want the actual watermelon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I meant to ask you about that because we had a couple things going on in our department that day. I actually didn't get to see it when he know, got his so cake. Bad. So like... I saw kind of the social media videos, but like fill me in from the first person point of view. Like how did it go? How did he react? Well, first of all, everyone was very upset about where we put the cake and I have to like oh, no. address this. <laughs> I was booed and yelled at so much. I had to turn around and ask the crowd to calm down. It was out of control. So we were trying to set up the cake so that the Facebook live could see it, right? So that Angela okay. and our PR team could film it and get a good view of it. Um, because I'm sure there were thousands of people tuned in on Facebook Live, yes, right? Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, there's only so many viewing areas where you can see the cake and it would be there for the face, the hippos would be there for the Facebook Live and it's not directly on sand. And, you know, all mm -hmm. these, we only have a few spots that we can put it. So, man, everyone was very excited and we had to move the cake and make sure everyone was happy. But I was like, oh my gosh, people are intense. Um, so we had hundreds of people. It's all that passion people. for Fritz, you I know. know. People are passionate about <laughs> this sure boy. They sure are. Uh, hundreds of people at Hippo Cove celebrating. Oh, we had cake and ice cream too uh, from Graders and Bustle. Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, but people were here staking out their, you know, viewing opportunities hours before this 2.30 live um, the whole cove was full, and um, we tried really hard to send out Fritz by himself. So had it set up so that, you know, the other hippos were separated from him, which we don't separate him from Bibi for too long, usually just for breakfast and dinner, and most of the time he has access where he can go to her if he wanted yeah. to anyways. It's not like a full separation. And it's short spurts, right? Yes. It's only five or ten minutes here right. or there, yeah. And we're always in the barn, so if something were to, like, be stressful for him or BB, then we can open doors. But I kept him fit, really well fed, went around, asked Teresa to open the door for him to come out, and he wouldn't. He was just a little baby. He didn't want to come Aww. out with it without BB. <laughs> so, he was just too shy for yeah. his first birthday. Aww. Yeah, so he like peeked his head around the corner, but he decided he like wasn't ready. And so we waited a few minutes and like four minutes went by. The Facebook live was going with nothing happening. Oh no. And so I was texting Teresa like, okay, just send baby out with him. But, um, you know, we always try and give the birthday hippo their chance at yeah. this, um, at the cake first, but because anyone out. who's seen BB knows she can be a bit of a hog when it comes to the food and the treats. So, lovingly so, she deserves all of it. Definitely. But yeah, it was funny when they finally came out. They both stopped 
directly like dead center of the habitat and looked at everyone and Fritz kind of looked overwhelmed because everyone started like screaming and cheering and clapping oh and goodness. I think that was a the point they sang happy birthday and he just like looked around like side to side like and sat down for a second I think and then he got back up and BB like stopped with him. I was surprised she didn't go right to the cake. I saw a video of that. It looked pretty surreal honestly. It looked like a really cool moment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was soaking it all in also like what's happening? Um, so they came over and um, you know we had a watermelon that had his name carved out of it and BB smashed that for him and he got all the little pieces <laughs> and we let them enjoy that for a few minutes and then sent Fiona and Tucker out and Tucker was trying to get to the cake. He was braver than I expected him to okay. be. And, you know, they're all in that kind of little corner. And he approached and BB told him no. So he left and he came around. But it was perfect because while the BB and Fiona and Fritz, while the others were getting the ice cake and the watermelon that BB had, like, broken into pieces, Tucker came through the water and came right to the wall. So he was able to get a watermelon from me, like, directly oh, into his mouth. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So that was fun for everyone to see. He's gigantic. Yeah. And oftentimes will not come directly to the wall for the watermelon. So we have to, like juggle the decision of do we toss this like 15 pound <laughs> watermelon into his mouth it was it was probably heavier than that the one i had was giant uh specifically for fritz's birthday but sometimes you'll try and throw the smaller ones and you're like should i throw it should i throw it in front of him and hope he gets yeah. it yeah but uh, he came right to the wall for it and that's perfect and it's always such an incredible moment too when they do get the full watermelon and you kind of see the juxtaposition of the watermelon it's so big in our hands and then it looks so small once it's in their mouth and they just chomp down in one bite. It's so, it never gets old no, watching that, it honestly. never does. And their bite force is 1800 PSI, so the strongest of any mammal. Um, so those watermelons don't really stand a chance, but it's still always really impressive yeah. to watch. And then of course, he took it underwater a little bit, so watermelon just started floating everywhere and eventually <laughs> all the other hippos came in and got that. Um, but yeah, Fritz came up and got some smaller watermelon pieces from us right at the wall, and he went right to the window sometimes, too, and, and gave the crowd a show, so that was really fun. Just like his sister, Fiona. Yes. He knows how to put on a show. This boy knows. <laughs> yes. Somebody actually asked me at the breakfast that morning, like, if I think he learned that from Fiona. Like, if he, hmm. like, goes towards the crowd because he's seen her do that. And honestly, I don't think so. For a few reasons. Like, from... The first week, he was like the bravest, friendliest little hippo. He would come right up yeah. to us and like check us out. And you know, you hear from other keepers that have experience with more calves than we do that like sometimes the moms are so protective, you don't see the baby for a while. Like they'll kind of box them out and you block your view of them inside. Um, or the calves can be shy or like hesitant to approach people. Um, but he was not from like day one, essentially. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, him and Bibi went out alone for the first few weeks, right? So he didn't have, like, that learning from her then. Yeah. And then she was kind of, unfortunately, she's fine, but <laughs> unfortunately kept away. Even when the three of them were outside together for the longest time, like, Bibi didn't allow them to really interact for a while. Yeah, she kind of laid the ground rules and made it known. Fiona needed to keep her distance with Fritz, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially at the start. And Fritz was still going up to the windows, and he chooses the little window all the mm -hmm. time. And I think it's just a really good sleeping spot for them. For whatever reason, it's perfect because there's a window there, and it's shallow, and they like it. So people can get great photo ops. So, I don't know. Maybe he learned some from Fiona. But BB also does that. And every once in a while, you even catch Tucker doing it. Yeah. So, it could just be, like, runs in a family sort of thing. Could be. And I do think that, like, you know, who who's to say? Maybe it is a little bit from Fiona, but... In my opinion, I think it's just as much from BB. Like, yes. kind of like you had mentioned, you hear a lot of stories about 
hippo moms and they can be very protective and defensive of their calves, which they should be. But from day one, Bibi was so calm with us. She was totally fine with us interacting mm -hmm. with Fritz. She felt completely safe in that kind of environment. Like you would see Bibi chase away Fiona and she would chase away Tucker. She never chased us away and she was always comfortable with us interacting with him. So I think she, like he learned probably just as much from Bibi as he did from anyone else. Like Yes, de definitely like his calm demeanor and like friendliness could definitely yeah. be attributed to Bibi. And you know, you see Fiona going up to the cameras more, but that could be a little bit of age and of course she would like grew up around the cameras yeah. right in her face, but Bibi will do that too. So yeah, I definitely think it's a combination of or, like, a lot you can attribute to Bibi and her personality. Mm -hmm. She may not be quite the ham that Fiona is. Well, but no one is. But. Maybe that's age, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's true. Um, but, yeah, Bibi was wonderful. Usually, you know, you don't get a weight on a hippo calf for a while, um, or it can be difficult. So we weren't sure what to expect when Fritz was born. And we were able to get a weight on him on day three. Mm -hmm. So he was born August 3rd. Around, uh, oh, I was going to say three in the morning. That's Fiona's story. Um, what was that? Around was seven like, or eight. I'll I, say it was I like eight, looked... 8 30 or nine. <laughs> yes, it, was, yeah. it wasn't too late. It was like yeah. right at dusk, right as the sun was kind of setting. Yeah. Yes. So um, we tried to leave him alone for the first few days, and then we had BB walk across the scale on August 6th. And I remember it was just like, Wendy kind of tossing her food in front of Bibi so she would keep moving, and he was just, like, right on her hip. So I was like, I don't know if we're going to get him to stop with Bibi off of the scale. But I just, like, gently, like, put my hand out in front of his face, and he just froze for just long <laughs> enough. He didn't seem, like, scared or anything, but we made it really, really quick, and we were able to get a weight on him without Bibi on the scale, and he was 87 pounds. So we estimate, roughly, he was probably 80 pounds at birth. Mm. They typically gain three to five pounds a day. Like we originally said three to four pounds, but there were definitely days where he was gaining five pounds. For sure. Yeah. And, which is just incredible. Just from nursing, it's wild. But um, we're really lucky to have that scale. It's just built into the ground. So we can weigh our hippos very easily mm -hmm. every day if we wanted to. It's not really necessary. And it is different. With adult hippos, they can go to the bathroom and lose literally 50 pounds. Like, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> or after a big meal too, yes. they gain a bunch of weight. Yeah. Yeah. So with adult hippos, if they gain or lose 30, 50 pounds in a day, it's really, we don't count it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's that's like 1% of their body weight, right? That'd be like us losing one pound or one and yeah. a half pounds. It's, it's kind of negligible, yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Fritz was about 80 pounds when he was born, and we announced during the Facebook Live, we had like a contest going on throughout the zoo for employees. They were able to guess what Fritz would weigh on his birthday. Um, so five people, actually four out of, we were allowing five people to be the winners. So the five closest guesses get to come meet Fritz and like have a little interaction with him um, here at the zoo. So those were all zoo employees only. But four out of those five guesses were exactly right. They no guessed 721 way. pounds, which is... Of course, what he weighed. So they were Incredible. dead on. Yes, I was very impressed. And I thought he would definitely be closer to 750. He slowed down this last month a ton. Mm. It's been more like a pound a day. Or he even was at 724 at one point this um, in July. And then, of course, the moment I weighed the morning him, he of, was 721. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it can fluctuate some. But yeah, there were some really good guesses But on still, there. 721. That means you're talking he gained in one year 650-ish pounds, yes. roughly. That's unreal. Yeah. Like, but he still looks so small. Like, I know, he does. it's hard to remember him like any smaller than what he was. I know. But yeah, it was a really fun day. And I think he got all the treats he could have ever asked for. Um, with the Hippo Breakfast, for anyone who doesn't know, it's an event. Um, it's much easier to be a part of than the Hippo Tour. So if you want to do mm -hmm. something special, um, 
and you can't either manage to snag one of those really popular tours to meet the hippos or can't afford it, the breakfast, I'm not sure exactly how much it runs, but I want to say less than $100. I think it's 75 okay. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the number is about $75 okay. a person. Yeah. yeah. So much more affordable than the tours. Yes. And it's still such a cool experience. Yeah. You get to come in early before the zoo opens. They um, feed you breakfast, and then you go to one animal area, for example, on Fritz's birthday. It was a 30-minute chat with the hippos for half the group, and the other half was getting a chat from our reptile keepers about the Galapagos tortoises. And then when we finish those first chats, you switch um, and go to the area you weren't just mm -hmm. at. So it's like before the zoo opens, you have the zoo to yourself. Uh, we do extra enrichment, and you get to hear about the hippos, and it's like a 40-person or so group. Um, so you get to see them up close, and just there's not as much of a crowd or whatnot. Yeah. So they got extra produce for that, too, because I was – you know, tossing that, they got to do their favorite enrichment. The Well, at least it's my favorite to watch. The, the honey, honey with yeah. the squash sticking to the window. So, yeah, it's a really fun day. Yeah, it's awesome when our, our dive team, they're the ones kind of responsible for helping us facilitate that enrichment. It's always so fun to watch. Fiona especially, she'll get on her hind legs and she'll be standing up against the, the glass and licking the glass like a dog. <laughs> it's yes. so fun. Prince <laughs> was trying so hard. Like, he would have to kind of, like, push off the bottom and try and... Bob up out yeah, of the water. Yeah, bob okay. long enough to grab some, so... Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but he's come a long way. He is a very, very friendly hippo, but different than Fiona. Mm -hmm. So I think their personalities are, are, I mean, not like drastically different, but Fiona never took a nap without touching BB, right? Like no matter what, inside or outside, at nighttime or daytime naps, she was always like in the crook of BB's mm -hmm. neck or like resting on her somewhere. Even, like, if they were on the beach, I feel like she was always, like, her nose was touching BB's side yeah. or back or something somehow. Fritz is the opposite. Like, he's very independent from a very young age. BB would go into the pool. He would have every opportunity to be in, in the pool resting with BB. And he would be wherever the people were. Yeah. And he would like to get in the drinkers, which was always so oh fun to God. see. Like Adorable. I don't, how many <laughs> gallons do you think those are? Like, 50-gallon Probably about that, yeah. too much? I'm bad at guessing that sort of thing. No, I'd say 30 or 40, probably okay. somewhere in there, yeah. So big enough that like a 200-pound hippo could fit in them where he just... Just barely, perfectly yes. snug <laughs> inside the drinker. So he did that for as long as he could. He's much too big for it now. But he would nap in there and just watch us, whatever we were doing, instead of like hanging out with BB. If there's... Um, like, they're eating breakfast and they finish. He'll go nap in one stall while BB's in the other, like, finishing up scraps. Mm. If we're doing training with Tucker, oh, my gosh, Fritz always gets as close as possible to us. Yeah. There's, like, um, <laughs> like a little ch a baby-proofing chain thing that he can't get through, but he, like, sneaks his head under and just watches us. Like, it's so cute we're, while BB is off in the pool. Yeah. I don't know why he does that. BB will be on her own. He just watches us train Tucker, and then right after training with Tucker, we'll give him a few snacks just a couple of little treats <laughs> yeah, oh yeah always the leftovers fritz gets and um he loves toys which fiona liked toys but she would never play play with them for hours oh, man. so he will play with them for like you'll walk in the door at 7 a.m and you don't know how long he's been playing with them but you can probably assume for a while we can always go back and look on cameras but then some days he just won't come out for breakfast until like 8 30 yeah. so he's just playing for do you have you noticed does he seem to have a favorite toy i mean <laughs> we've talked about the green cylinder in the past and mm -hmm. i definitely think that's one of his favorites i think size wise it's 
good for him. Yeah. But I recently gave him that white, giant white floating toy. It's, it's a square. It's the size like of like... an iceberg toy? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, kind of. But the it's really big and square. I guess you can consider it an iceberg, but it, we have the different ones that are different shapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, people probably don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> but it's like the size of a dining room table. Yeah, or yeah, like I a know kitchen, what you're talking like, about. Yeah. Um, and so he's been playing with that a lot. That's and interesting. I figure that one might be a little bit too big for him almost because it's that thing's massive and he's still a little boy. He's still he's, he's still pretty small. Baby, but no, I like put it in the stalls at night and put food on top so they have to like climb up and push it around to get food and it always ends up in the water the next day. So one of them is pushing it in. It's very heavy and then in the mornings he's like bobbing up and down. Oh my it, goodness! So. But I think he he still prefers the cylinder. Yeah. Have you noticed any like favorite particular foods that he likes? Any produce or grain or anything that he seems to like more than anything else? I think he moves quicker for lettuce, like, mm. than grain. So if I pour a grain down and he doesn't come, then I'll try and, like, show him lettuce and he'll come right away. Um, he is really good, though, at shifting. Like, he knows now that he goes into a certain stall for his food yeah. while he eats hers. Um, He's finally figured the routine out a little bit, yeah. Yes, and we haven't tried those... We were trying like tomatoes and um, grapefruit for a while when he was really little and he would eat those more than the adults and I don't know if that was just like because he was little or his taste buds are different. He was curious, maybe yes. just nibbling on stuff. Yeah. For sure, but since we noticed they don't really like tomatoes or grapefruit, we cut them out of their diet so we weren't wasting food. It wasn't necessary, it was just for fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if he would eat one of those today. We should probably like check it out and see. Just order one tomato and see just if he would see like if he it. Just see goes for it. But um, he definitely wasn't picky and he loves his grain and hay um and of course they all seem to like sweet things so it's hard to say yeah. but he definitely would choose lettuce over like grain okay so it stands out to that's him. interesting i feel like he's definitely over the last couple months he's definitely gotten a lot more food motivated yes. like there was a stretch there where he would eat the solid foods but he wasn't super interested in them and now he'll kind of like shift and do what he needs to for like produce especially like lettuce i notice. Does he, do you still see him nursing a lot? So not a lot, but he is still nursing. We okay. actually saw it on his birthday during the breakfast or right after the breakfast oh, no he way. was nursing. So Perfect timing. <laughs> typically, you know, we, we've um, read and studies say that hippos nurse about 8 to 12 months. Um, but I think it's probably individual, like what mm -hmm. the mom will like allow, what she's producing, and the individual calf, just like humans all vary. But... Um, We'll keep an eye on it and see how long he ends up nursing. But it's it's not as often. You definitely don't catch it every day. Um, and it could be more overnight, like when we're not around to catch it, too. But yeah, he is sure. definitely still nursing at least once a day. That's a fun timestamp, too, that you saw it on the morning yes, of his birthday. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Um, but, yeah, he does have teeth. All of his molars are um, pretty – I think they're all there. And um, he has little tiny nubs of tusks coming in. So – um, it'll be interesting to see those grow as he gets bigger and makes, it'll make him look a lot older. I feel like Fiona's mouth now looks like she's an adult. I know, it really tusks. does. Um, and he's doing a lot of, or at least some training. So I'm really excited. He does the best open mouth behavior ever. So, um, when we ask them to open their mouths, we're looking at their teeth, trying to make sure everything's healthy and their gums are fine. And, um, you know, if, if they're parts in the front of their mouth that we can safely pick out anything that seems stuck between their gum and their teeth. We'll do that. Um, so we asked them to open their mouths and BB just begs. BB will hold her mouth open all day long She's if you need her to. So <laughs> yes, she really is just like this very confident, easy to work with hippo. Um, 
Fiona will open her mouth really wide, but she doesn't hold it for long. And I've like really been struggling to get her to just hold it for like mm -hmm. five seconds. She just wants the food. And if you put food in her mouth, she immediately closes and chews. She's literally like the game of Hungry Hippos. Like it's <laughs> yes. just chomp after chomp after chomp. It's like, Fiona, we need you to hold it steady for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> and where baby, you can put a whole head of lettuce, like one leaf at a time, and she'll just wait for you to continue putting yep. more and keep it open. So there's differences there. But Fritz will hold his open for like 10 seconds, like really, really wide. And it's hilarious at the wall. I don't know if you've noticed this during tours, but it'll, you know, he has to like climb the wall yeah. a little bit, but if you don't feed him like as quickly as he wants to, he just reaches his neck as tall, like as long as possible and holds his mouth open so wide. <laughs> it's really impressive, but it's like, in my eyes, his form of begging, like, yeah. come on, like trying to get more attention. He's like, please, bigger. I'm right here. Yes. He's like... <laughs> uh, so he's really good at the open mouth behavior. He, um, definitely, I I think he's like 90% there on um, being completely trained on the backup behavior. Mm. Um, so I'm really proud of him for that. It's really fun to see them catch on to that. I essentially just like hold lettuce behind their ear and give like a little backup behavior. And then if they don't back up right away or take a step back, I just drop the lettuce. So they have to take a step back to get, to it. get it. And I click when they move their foot backwards. So, um, He's definitely getting a hang of that, which is really fun to see. And then he does incredible with me touching his ears. So like the criteria for the ear touch to be like, it's not really trained behavior, but desensitized is if I touch the ear, they shouldn't wiggle it. And he doesn't wiggle at all, either ear. So he's very good at that. Um, and yeah, we'll work on some more behaviors as he gets a little older. I think we'll probably start doing like the lean in so we can do blood draws mm -hmm. or um, different things like that. And he just seems really smart and eager to train. So yeah, he's gotten very eager for sure. Do you notice anything like personality wise? Like how would you compare and contrast him versus Fiona when Fiona was this age? Like it's so hard because their lives are completely yeah, different. Yeah, like, their upbringings have been opposites, basically, yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know, just the independent part is the thing that I see so different. Mm. Um, Fiona was always by BB's side, where Fritz is either on his own or actually more likely to be with Tucker than BB if he's yeah. awake. Like, um, he definitely still sleeps with BB. I'm not saying they don't sleep together, but, like, there are so many times when Fritz just goes and takes a nap by himself. <laughs> um, but... He loves Tucker so he much. He does. It's so cute. It's it so is cute. so cute. Um, I mean, yeah, the he's definitely more independent, but they're both very friendly, very human-oriented, very... Um, well, actually, we need to try bubbles with him. We should have done that before this episode. Oh. I was going to say, like, he seems brave. Fiona is definitely... Like, gets scared of the weirdest things that yeah. I wouldn't think would, like, make her nervous. Um, for example, if you blow bubbles towards Fiona she freaks out terrified we do bubble enrichment for a lot of our animals a lot of them think it's really interesting and like to watch the bubbles or even pop the bubbles but like Fiona was horrified yeah you know? <laughs> we've tried it like once a year every year and she's still like scared <laughs> so we try not to like ter terrorize her yeah. we only do it once in a while just to see but like a bubble bath didn't scare her it's like when a bubble is floating towards her she just like doesn't understand and she's the clumsiest animal I've ever worked with. Oh my with. goodness. She like slips and falls and takes off running. And she definitely had the zoomies way more than Fritz. And it could be space that I don't get to see them. But I remember her running definitely inside all the time. Like in a big like horseshoe, she would just get the zoomies. Now that you mention it, I wouldn't have thought about that. But now that you mention it, I do remember with Fiona, like 
every night at close, when yes. they would come inside, she would do laps yes. around the barn. And I I don't think I've ever seen Fritz no. do that. So like, that and is she interesting. she would do it like on the beach and just come yeah. like, barreling in and he doesn't do that. So that's definitely a difference. And I don't know, again, with now with four hippos versus two, there's like less space for him to just start running around. Mm -hmm. So that could have to do with it. Um, and I think he's also got a, a little more outlet because there's just because there's more hippos to oh, interact with. Yes. He's got a little more outlets for his energy. But you kind of mentioned it though. To me, the Tucker Fritz dynamic is so adorable. Like Fritz has always been obsessed with Tucker, and it was funny because before it would get Tucker in trouble, yes. right? Like when BB was still not comfortable with Tucker interacting with Fritz, she would kind of discipline Tucker. But it was Fritz that started it because Fritz wanted to be near Tucker. But now that they've kind of crossed that line and they're all so comfortable with each other, it's been really fun seeing like Tucker learn how to interact with Fritz in a comfortable, safe way so that BB doesn't get angry or upset. And like Fritz is just so enamored with him. There's yes. plenty of days where I'll walk out there and it's just the two of them on the beach <laughs> just sleeping in the sand. I love it. <laughs> I wish we knew why, like why that happened. Because it's not typical that the males would like hang out with their cows yeah. after they're born. They're going to try and get as many females pregnant as possible and don't really have any much to do with their calves but um it's funny fritz is often at the wrong end of tucker when he goes to the bathroom so there have been so many hilarious yeah. photos of fritz just covered in hippo poop yep. tucker's poop uh, specifically it seems inevitable and for some reason fritz just barely reacts when it happens <laughs> like I have seen like photos where he like lays down or sits down right after and from everything we know that's like a sign of submission mm -hmm. or he's like yes you're the boss so I don't know if that was another question one of the guests asked like is Tucker doing it on purpose is it coincidence is it bad timing uh you know like why why is Fritz always at that end when he's dung showering and I truly don't know it could be a sign of Tucker like claiming his territory and his dominance but I don't truly, I don't know. But Tucker also uses the restroom so All often. The time. That yes, it could it's like, it could just be Tucker. Fritz is always following him around. It's bound to happen, right? <gasps> oh, yes. But, um, yeah. And speaking of Tucker, like, we've given you an update on, you know, Fritz and BB and Fino. There aren't a ton of updates. They're doing really well. Um, and, you know, they're just living their best lives. All four of them are sleeping together. Almost every afternoon, you'll notice the four of them, um, resting on one another which is like our goal we wanted to mm -hmm. we would in our minds we have a happy healthy bloat of hippos if they're all sleeping together and and that's what they're doing so we're really happy to report that um, yeah could, could you just explain a little bit about why that was our goal like why we wanted to see that behavior so badly well yeah so in the wild you would see up to 40 or so hippos depending on the amount of water and resources available all like living in one large group called a bloat or a pod and they use each other to like rest their chins on their backs and just have like easier time sleeping which they can come up for a breath without waking up uh, it's just like a natural reflex but if they can they'll sleep with their nostrils above water um and so that's just a really natural behavior that they would all be in close proximity mm. and like touching one another while they sleep. So we wanted to see that. We were hoping to see that before BB ever got pregnant. Like we wanted to see her and Tucker and Fiona like so cohesive and yeah. doing so well together um, that, you know, they were sleeping next to one another and choosing to spend time together as much as possible before having a baby. But as we all know, one of the reasons Fritz has his name <laughs> is BB's birth control was on the Fritz. We've learned a lot since then. Yeah. Our crew scientists have done a wonderful job at figuring a lot out, and along with our veterinary staff, that 
it's more probably more weight based for hippos and we've upped the dosage for BB and we do not expect any more whoopsies um, but humans have whoopsies all the time and there are millions of women to mm -hmm. study with different types of birth control so we give ourselves a little bit of grace that we don't have like hippo <laughs> birth control like figured out to the T um, but so we um, obviously had a baby come before we expected and um, then with that the mothers take their calves away for imprinting and bonding and um, keeping their calves safe so it made sense that she didn't really want to sleep next to Tucker for a yeah. while they still didn't like they never really got that chance to form their individual relationship before to, Fritz came exactly along. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but we're definitely at that point so they all four sleep together and like you mentioned baby's like go ahead you go follow your dad I'm gonna yeah. rest <laughs> over here um, but we've seen a lot of um, I don't know if changes are the is the right word but a lot of um, growth from Tucker in the sense that yeah. uh, if he doesn't come to the wall these days, it's not because of us or because of his keepers that he's not trusting or he's nervous or something. It's only if BB's outside. So if Tucker's ever out there on his own, he will come right to the keepers, right to the wall. He just tries not to cause any issues. So he doesn't push any of BB's buttons mm -hmm. by um, trying to get food at the same time that she does. Uh, but even then, I do feel like BB's gotten more comfortable with him over time though. Cause like, it seems like I don't do obviously nearly as many tours as you do over there, but when I do, they're a little sporadic, maybe every week, every other week or so. And it seems like every couple weeks he gets a little bit closer to the wall and a little bit closer to the wall. Definitely. He's inching his way over. At the beginning of the season, Tucker wouldn't even leave the other side of the habitat. To like come he'd be over. by the waterfall yes. when you were at the wall. Okay. And now, and so I'd say, oh, you guys are so lucky. Like the first few, I'm like, Tucker never comes. Like this is like very rare and now it's I don't say that anymore because he almost always comes he may not come to the wall so if he comes to the wall I'm like this is very rare yeah um but he's usually like five to ten feet back and we can toss him food um but he joins the group for the tours all the time now. yeah so that's definitely a big change and then the training we've been doing um Tucker actually has a tooth that's misaligned so essentially if he were human, he would just have braces and it happens all the time in the wild. So it's not a huge deal by any means, but because he's in our care and we can do something to help, we've been trying to help Tucker with this tooth, um, that he has. So they should rub together the outer canines, top and bottom should rub together and act like scissors and they're like self-sharpening they should fit together perfectly. But because his top left canine is in a different placement, it's a little bit further up and out from his jaw where and it should angled be angled not quite correctly too yeah yeah so it like when he closes his mouth the bottom one doesn't really touch it not enough to actually like grind against it and mm -hmm. cause the shape that would be most comfortable for his mouth um so we've done a lot of desensitizing to him do you remember when we started that how long it's been maybe like Man. six months i was about to say i want to say it was the start of the year i want to say it was maybe december or january okay yeah yeah I don't know why I was thinking March, but either way, around the beginning of 2023, yeah. we started desensitizing Tucker to, um, well, I should start with Tucker is so big that his head doesn't fit through the gates <laughs> like the others, the girls do and Fritz. So we had to modify a gate to do any like mouth behaviors with Tucker because he couldn't fit it through for yeah. him to open and for us to do things safely. So we had um, to schedule time for the maintenance crew to get in here and re-weld a new gate and put new metal working in. It was, yes. it was a whole ordeal just to make the apparatus comfortable for Tucker. Yes. <laughs> so they made us a big window that we could like open and close and then we had them like change it again. So we're thankful for, for them and their effort 
now we have it so we have removable like bars that are each hippo's height or roughly like will work for each hippo so that uh, soon we will start doing training with x-rays or radiographs so that we make sure any tooth work we're doing we know exactly how far we can uh, sand or grind or file or whatever safely and just to get a better look at their mouths and uh, more knowledge in general. Yeah. Um, so we modified a gate for all sorts of things, but mostly for Tucker's giant head. <laughs> and then we got him used to coming in and uh, like hanging out with keepers on the other side of the gate. And then, and he's in like a shoot area. So he is, he would have the potential. He, the back is always open. He can leave at any time. It's always his choice, but it is like a more confined space. So we weren't sure if he'd be comfortable with that, but he is. Um, and then we have literally, well, I kind of jumped ahead. His tooth being not in the, perfect spot means that his bottom tooth is actually putting pressure on his upper gums and we noticed that um, and so we decided we should take length off of that bottom one even though it's already shorter than the others just because of the placement it puts pressure on his gums that we would rather not him have to deal with um, so by taking length off we can help him with that um, so that's the reason being we started using electric grinder we just like had the sound next to him um, it's very loud it and is yeah um, I mean, I would be terrified if somebody was just putting that in my mouth. So For sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's very brave. And at this point now, he allows us to grind his tooth with an electric sander or grinder um, for five to ten seconds at a time. We spray it with water, toss him some lettuce, and do it all over again for like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and a couple of times a week, like three to four times a week. And I think we've taken off at least an inch, probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so we are seeing huge improvements with that gum. It's not swollen. It's not as red as it was. Yeah. Um, there aren't, like, the cracks or anything that we were seeing. So uh, Tucker's, I'm really impressed with him. He's doing great. He's really incredible. Like, the strides that he's made from the beginning, like you said, when we first started, I mean, he was hesitant just to come up to that gate area once we modified that door. He was a little bit freaked out by that. And the fact that he'll come up, he rests his chin on that gate for us, and he holds still. He's he's really wonderful. And, it, like, I got to stress, like, the amount of time it takes because you mentioned we've got an electric grinder. You would think, like, oh, that thing just grinds the tooth right away. <laughs> We're taking off, I, I don't know, what would you say, a millimeter a day? Like, yes, it is like, hardly anything that you take off, and that's progress, right? right. So. Over the course of six or seven months, we've taken off an inch or so, and that is incredible progress, and Tucker's just been fantastic every step of the way. Yes, he's such a good boy. Like, everyone always jokes that they want to kiss or hug the hippos, and or specifically Fiona. I'm like, she is the most erratic to me. Like, she would be the last one I would She'd be like, put my head really <laughs> close to. And Tucker, I mean, BB's probably the same, but Tucker's just so calm. And, like, mm -hmm. even though he's only been here two years and it's not what he's, like, grown up with, I would trust Tucker, like, a lot more than Fiona, even though she's, like, yeah. the most human-oriented. And maybe that's why. I don't know. She's just, like, she's too just, comfortable. She, and she's just very excitable. Yes. Like, little <laughs> things just get her really pumped and really... And that's fun, and we love that about her. But Tucker's just always chill. It seems yes. like he's always just kind of zen. He's never moving too quickly. He's always in his own kind of element. I don't know. Yes, you kind of know what to expect from him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's been doing great, and... I've seen a lot of people questioning if we've done hippo kisses with Tucker yet. And when he first arrived, we were super excited to try that. And I showed him the giant canvas. It has to be huge to fit his mouth. Yeah. And he was very nervous about it. So we immediately abandoned that. That is not a medical 
behavior that yeah. we like put at the top of our list to train yeah. him. So like um, this tooth care took it, much precedence over working on getting hippo kisses from him. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think he's at a place now where we might be able to show him a canvas again and see what happens. And maybe by the end of the year we could have a Tucker kiss, which would be really fun. But that's the reason why we, um, had to gain a lot of trust with Tucker and get him used to things that he hadn't done in, um, you know, his previous zoos. And we also prioritize the ones that are like the most yeah. important, which is not cute hippo painting. Yeah. So, um, but maybe in the next couple of months or so, we will have kisses by Tucker. He's doing a lot. Um, and I know Wendy just recently started on just a few days ago, we're going to start trying blood draw training. So she was seeing how he would do with that. Um, and we're going to train him to do a, like a lean in behavior. I'll be honest. I'm kind of like, do we really want to do a blood draw from a tail with a dunk shower? Yes. I don't know if it's going to be great. At some point, our vet techs and whatever keepers back there, they're going to get covered one of these days. It's yes, and his tail is going to be so incredibly muscular and strong. strong. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to even hold BB or Fiona's tails if they decide like to flick it a little bit. So we'll see mm -hmm. how it goes with Tucker, but um, that's what our next, our next training update for Tucker. So we will see how that goes. Yeah, that'll be a ton of fun for sure. So one thing I did definitely want to ask you and kind of get your thoughts on, I've gotten questions during the last couple tours I've done about, you know, Fritz is probably going to have to leave one day. What does that look like? The people in my one tour last week were super concerned that we're going to be sending him out immediately and he's going to leave next month or anything like this. Would you talk about just like kind of the timeline there, what the thought process is, how, how that placement is made and why he would go to a different zoo? Yeah, so the... We don't have an exact answer, but he, Fritz will likely leave between the ages of three and five, I would mm -hmm. say. And there are quite a few reasons for it. One, it would be natural for a juvenile male to be pushed to the outside of a bloat or even kind of go off on their own and find another pod to join because there's a dominant bull that is very territorial and wants all the breeding rights um, in a pod or a bloat and there's really not that space, right? Fritz can't mm -hmm. just wander off of him and Tucker start like having issues. Yes. Yeah. So, um, we want to be ahead of that before there were any like catastrophic fights or anything that would be, um, you know, a safety concern for Fritz. And of course we do not want any inbreeding between Fiona and Fritz are related. Mm -hmm. Tucker and Fiona are not. I just want to remind everybody about <laughs> that. Tucker and Fiona are, um, you know, match genetically to in the future potentially breed or they have bred to make a baby if Fiona is the right size and we deem yeah. everything safe. Um, but we wouldn't want Fritz to breed with Fiona. We wouldn't want Fritz to breed with BB. Yeah. Um, also the space holds four adult hippos. We don't feel like, um, it would be right to have more than four adult hippos. So space wise and, you know, Eventually, we want Fritz's genetics to be passed on, and we can't add more hippos here, so he will go to another zoo. So all of those different reasons, so that Fritz can have his own babies, mm -hmm. so that he isn't breeding with his relatives, and so that him and Tucker don't fight. Um, three to five, because it's easier to send a smaller hippo somewhere, um, also to avoid the fighting. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll go off our, our species survival plan determines which animals um, you know, should or shouldn't breed and where they might do best. We definitely take, you know, personality and different things. Like that's a factor in it. 
for example, we wouldn't send a really, really nervous animal across the country and, you know, unless it were like dire for their species to continue. Um, we would rather keep them close or bring it an animal to them. Um, or for example, BB and Tucker have moved about three times in each of their lives. So we plan on this being their final, um, home and we try to make sure that animals aren't moving too much, especially Mm -hmm. the larger ones or the social ones. So there are different things that play into it, but genetics are really important. Keeping the genetic diversity throughout zoos so that we never have to bring animals in from the wild, but so that we also have a population continuing to grow within zoos. But that's hard to do if you don't move animals. Absolutely. You cannot have, you know, the genetic pool getting smaller and smaller. So it's for the, you know, hippo population in zoos, Fritz will need to leave. That's the number one reason eventually. Um, But of course, they're typically reproductively mature between six and eight. So um, we want to just be ahead of that a little bit. We do not know where he will go right now. We do not not know what zoo um, has room for. A male hippo, that can be a, a tough issue because you can only have one adult yeah. male. So um, that'll be something that is started to be looked at and um, figured out probably in the next year or two where he might go. But right now we don't yeah. have any answers of and exactly And a lot could change when. between now and then. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But rest assured, all you Fritz fanatics out there, and we're, we're two of them right here, <laughs> yes. Fritz fanatics, so rest assured... He's going to be here for a few more years at least. Like, it's not like he's going to be leaving by the winter time and Fritz right. is gone. Like, he'll be here for a while still, and we're going to cherish every minute we have him here for sure. Yes. Um, we would love for him to stay close so we can go visit. But whatever's best for him, um, I guess, is what will happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we will miss him a lot, but I'm sure he will have fun moving on and uh, finding a mate someday. Yeah. And we've still got plenty of time with him here, so we're going to have plenty of fun with him. <laughs> Definitely. He's a ton of fun. Seriously, his interest in toys and people and everything, he, he's a very fun hippo. Yeah. So we were very excited to see him turn one. I cannot believe it's been a year. It's wild, It doesn't isn't it? feel like it's been a year. Um, and he's growing and smart and healthy and doing great, so. Yeah. I don't know. It's been fun. It's been fun. Shout out to all the people that made his first birthday special. I know we had help from across the zoo. Volunteer Enrichment Committee made all the watermelon enrichment for a bunch of the animals. Like you had mentioned, like the lions got it. Red pandas got it. That was a ton of fun. I mean, how many people contributed to that cake? That cake was massive, right? (laughs) Yes. I I honestly don't know. But I think for Fritz's cake, you mean, um, I think it was mostly Barbara and one of her interns. So I don't know if it was that many people. Some help from commissary maybe too. Yeah. Yeah. They did a lot and, um, you know, Buskin donated, I think they donated the cake that people could eat. The people could eat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So we were too busy to go get some. We missed (laughs) out. Oh, I forgot about it. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, there were a lot of people that put a lot of effort into it. So it was fun. It makes it really special. Like I I said, you can't. You can't celebrate every single animal birthday. We can't even remember our animals. There's 40-some <laughs> in our department alone. Um, but Fritz was definitely a, a big one to celebrate. So yeah, it was special. And I can attest, because I was over there that evening of his birthday. I closed over there. I can attest he had a good birthday. And the, the whole bloat had a good day celebrating his birthday, because they were all moving real slow were at close. <laughs> Normally, they're pretty antsy and ready to come in for dinner time. And, like... They all just moseyed in slowly. They'd gotten so many snacks and so many treats that day. Took them forever to finish their dinner that night. So they they all had a great time. So many extra treats. (laughs) Well, again, thank you all for coming and being huge. Um, Well, thank you all for listening. But thank you all who came to the day of. And um, I'm sure there were so many of you that wish you could have been there. But it was a work day or you live far away or whatever. But um, everyone who sang him happy birthday and came to celebrate with us and... 
Um, we definitely appreciate the fact that so many people love these hippos so yeah. much. It's very, very special. Not something many zookeepers get to experience, so. No, the support is incredible. It's it's indescribable. Yeah. Yes. For sure. So we definitely appreciate all you guys supporting out there. Fritz supports it. Appreciate y'all showing him the love. <laughs> he has really cute t-shirts in the gift shop right now if anybody needs oh, any t-shirts. Oh, he t does, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, thank you all for listening to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. Yeah, until next time. Have a good day. Yep, we'll talk to you later. Bye.